Alrighty, welcome. This is Mind Over Matter. This is Elena Mazaner, your host. And today I'm going to be talking to Bill Wick. And Bill Wick is a personal growth expert. He's a hypnotherapist. He's also founder of Next Step Workshop, Mystic Warrior Training, Paradigm Wizard Training. And he is he has many, many years, 30 years of experience working with men, uh, women, young men, and also convicts. So I'm really excited about talking to Bill today. There's so much to talk about. Welcome, Bill. Um, thank you. Thank you. It's great to be with you. It's great to be with you too. Well, first of all, uh, Bill and I have met. I actually participated in Bill's workshop called Next Step. That was, I think, 17, right? 17. Oh, 2017. Yeah, I think it was about like three, four years ago. Um, you, you and your husband came through. Exactly, me and my husband. And today, what I'd like to do is I want to talk about a few things. First, I want to talk about um, a little bit about Mankind Project, which is an organization for men, which you've been part of for a long time. I want to talk about your projects, such as uh, Next Step, Mystic Warrior Training, and I think the OPA, your new mentor mentoring program. We'll talk about that. And um, and, and a little bit about the topics of feminine and masculine, which is really interesting to me. I want to get your insight because you have so much experience with it um, and anything else that comes up. We'll keep it free flowing. Okay. So, so everybody who's tuning in, who's listening, this is really, really important because we are at a very interesting time right now. I think between men and women, there are a lot of, you know, sort of cultural wars and gender conflicts on social level this i think it's going to be i'm sure it's going to be a very useful important conversation because of bill's experience and i reached out to him because i, I just wanted to connect and, and get his opinion and insight yeah. bill once again welcome how are you doing today uh i'm doing great uh <clears throat> i just got back from the apple store and my old computer died and they couldn't fix it so so that's um but I can get a new computer, so I'm excited about that. Um, Good. And um, I'm doing, it, it's funny. I mean, I've been retired for a while and with COVID, you know, I, I thought, well, it's gonna be a downturn. I don't, I won't be traveling. It's gonna be quieter. And I think I've been busier in the last 15 months than I've ever been, um, you know, mostly because of the OPP, which is this new program I developed <laughs> because of COVID. Interesting. And um, so I've, I've been busier than ever. And I've also found I've my technology has been appreciated more because it lends itself to online use mm -hmm. um, better than a lot of the physical processes that people are used to, especially in men's work. There's a lot of physical processes that they rely on and also role playing where people play roles and, and do things. And because of COVID, everything went online, and I found that my approach works real well online. It doesn't require a physical element, and it doesn't require a role play. And so <clears throat> people have found that they can use this technology online and have weekly meetings where they do real deep work, just as deep as they would normally do in person, um, and sometimes even more so because the, I think the technology just lends itself to go deeper than um, a lot of people are used to. So that's great. Anyway, I've been doing workshops online. I've got I've done about three of those. I've been doing some trainings with different groups, um, 
And so, yeah, I've been busier than ever and I'm really having a great time. I'm just, That's I'm great. Yeah, I, I received your email about OPP. So tell us about this program. Is it from men, women, uh, everybody? And what's, briefly tell me about it. What is it about? Well, um, so first of all, you know, you mentioned like men and women and all the issues that are up now. So what I found is the technology that we use the next step that you experienced there, um, basically kind of dips below the surface. It doesn't deal with a lot of surface issues. It goes a little deeper into who you are, what you really want, what are the blocks that are more general in, in nature. And what I found is it dips below most of the issues that um, men and women are facing today on the social level or the interaction level mm-hmm. that is more um, I, I don't know how I would describe it, but it's more interactive and in how we live our daily lives. So essentially the next step technology and the OPP technology drops below the surface. So it works the same for my experience is it works the same for men and, and women. There's really no difference and in, in how it works and how they approach it. Mm-hmm. And um, so to me, mm-hmm. it's cut through a lot of that stuff. So it, it cuts through which stuff exactly? The difference between men and women? Is this what I'm getting? Or yeah? Or, yeah? yeah, basically there, there's, there's certain differences between men and women that, um, especially like on the next step training, mostly just in the surface issues, like the lodging and how they interact and how, you know, um, uh-huh. what we do to make sure that the social interaction you know, it doesn't go bad. Um, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of that comes up, whether it's sexual or social or just shadows coming to the surface. Um, but the work itself seems to drop below that. And the language and the approach, um, I don't do anything different between men and women. It's the same same approach. So you, you basically do this work and you feel like you're going deeper actually uh, with doing work online with current technology. You go deeper. And when you say you go deeper, exactly, what are you talking about? What deeper layers and issues? What is it? Yeah. So rather than talk about something that just happened between, you know, some interaction between a man and a woman or some conflict that's up, mostly what we deal with is, first of all, we deal a lot in altered states. So people are in a deeper alpha level, you know, rather than that surface um, Mm -hmm. state. And in that altered state, it's more, there's not that gender difference that I experience. Interesting. Uh, And and, and I actually like, you know, your feedback on that too. I know you're a a therapist and you do work with men and women. So I'd be real curious what you've run into. Um, But in general, and I've had some, you know, women that have done next step and leading next step that have said, we just don't get into those issues. And um, the only time it came up in a next step training was when one guy from MKP who was really big into the multicultural thing and you know wanted to protect all the women from anything that was like sexual or, or male or whatever in, uh, and he just caused more trouble than, than anything um, helped at all. I mean, it was, he was blowing up simple words and things like that, that weren't really an issue 
and making them an issue because he's looking through that filter only. Interesting. It's, it seems like on when it's in person, there are certain energies perhaps at play and maybe like I said, social, social interactions that create a different kind of noise in a sense. And when it's online, there's a, some sort of separation, right? We're in a different space, this metaphysical, metaphysical or physical space, right? Where you can actually not accentuate so much on I'm a woman, you're a man, right? You know, even if you've seen the, the physical difference, there's definitely a physical difference. And while maybe when we see the physical difference, we also apply a certain um, stereotype, right? This is a man, he's tall, he's this, and, then, and there's maybe some sort of uh, re reaction in you or, or some sort of energy that is being activated, something like that, right? So it can create a different layer of interaction that may be in the way of doing the, the deeper work. Is this what I'm getting? Um, yeah, essentially... And, and I'm talking either both on the personal weekends and online. So, yeah. you know, in, in your experience of the next step, especially because you did it with your husband, mm -hmm. um, you know, you may even be able to be a more, a better witness to this than I would. Um, and, and I'm curious, did you, in the technology we taught and how we taught it and how we interacted, did you feel like you were getting a different experience than your husband was simply because, you know, you're a woman and he's a man and he's, you know, coming maybe at it from a different way than you are? I think so, but also it was the beginning of our relationship. You probably remember we had a little kind of thing by the end of it, but it was there before we even entered um, some sort of mini, you know, discrepancy between us. Uh, but it was, it was, I just remember it was an incredible, first of all, it was an incredible workshop. Next step, everyone who's listening, it's, it's a great workshop where, you do parts work, incredible parts work. Um, and it's, it's theatrical in a sense. There are a lot of people involved in it. You are greeted by someone in a special outfit and then you go through an, to another character, another character. It's like you're in a little theater. So it was fascinating. I, I love that element very much. Yeah. But did I experience it as far as, I think partly it was different maybe because of our stories and where we were in life there were these things at play um if we were doing it in the same room or separately it could have been different it could have been it could have been different doing that part work because there's no uh, interaction that is happening right between two people or between me or someone else that I'm meeting at the workshop. I remember that one, one young man actually kind of left, opted out from doing the workshop in the beginning, something happened, he was opening up and then just like, I don't want to do it. He just kind of left. Mm -hmm. I remember that happened, but yeah, it's, it's very interesting to hear that, that online doing the online, you, you're going into deeper, deeper, deeper issues. I'm really curious. What are the, this, this deep, deeper, Issues. If you can give me an example. Um, well, <clears throat> so there, there's two things on. Um, one is the OPP program, which is over the phone or over Zoom, mm -hmm. and that's just one on one. And then there's the workshops that we do. And what we do in there is like I'll teach something like active listening, you know, which is a simple technique, and it's just about listening. And I'm asking maybe just a few questions about clear, you know, clarifying questions. And things. Mm -hmm. um, and we can teach that. And then we do breakout rooms where it is one-on-one. -on -one. And one-on-one, -on -one, one person can 
listen to the other person and then they can switch. Um, and then we do the other processes we do like positive intent or reframing and that those don't require a physical component. They don't require role playing. Mm -hmm. So it's just two people, one person facilitating another and online when two people get in a breakout room, I don't know if you've experienced that. And maybe you've done some, some work online, you know, during COVID, um, it feels very intimate and very close. And because there's no physical component, it's not a compromise from what my normal practice would be. I, mm -hmm. I would do the exact same thing I do in person that I do online. There's no difference. That I agree with because I've been doing a lot of hypnotherapy sessions on online. This is, it has started before even COVID, but now people are much more open to it. So I would say actually hundred percent of my practice, hypnotherapy practice is now online. I've let go of my office here in California. Good. So okay. yeah. And it's a lot easier. I don't have to drive anywhere. Right. I don't have to pay for the office obviously. Um, and I can schedule things quickly now that I have two kids, you know, I work at home, I can come to club room and I have more time for other things. And also like doing this podcast, I started doing the podcasts um, a few months ago, loving it. Uh -huh. Um, you know, part of the reason I really started doing it, I really wanted, I, I was connecting with people, friends, colleagues, and having good conversations. And I'm like, it would be great to record all of this. So connection yeah. happens yeah. in person or online. It, it does happen that I truly, truly believe in that. So I can see the benefit of, of what you're talking about, how, you know, the work is actually being done and something that you are observing. It's, it's really, it's a good, good, good positive. Bill, I want to talk about your incredible experience. And, and there are so many people that just have no idea that there are those organizations such as Mankind Project or Women Within. There are many positives. I'm sure there, you know, there's criticism as well. But you spent a lot of time there with men. Um, I've done Women Within, Women Within Workshop. This is partially how we came to you because you know, my, my husband was involved in Mankind. I was involved with Women Within. Excellent, great workshops. What tell me about your experience um, being with mankind for how many years you did it, what you did, and briefly describe me what is it? What is Mankind Project? Okay. So, Mankind Project um, started out in 1984 85 when uh, basically these three men got together and they wanted to create some kind of workshop for men. Um, one of them <clears throat> was sort of a feminist and he he worked a lot with women. He attended trainings for men and women that were mostly women. And he was very much involved in spiritual work that involved women. And many of the women had their own trainings. They had their own kind of initiations and things. And he says, somebody's got to create this for men. Hmm. And, and then um, he always does that finger pointy thing where you have, a, you know, who's going to do that? And there's three fingers pointing back at him. Okay. So, so he got two of um, his friends that he had met in a workshop and they decided to put on an initiation training for men. And they had no guidance from anybody. They're like initiations for men in our culture is mostly considered a tribal thing. Maybe some, you know, indigenous people do that. Um, but as far as Western culture, we haven't done it for, you know, a thousand or 2000 years. And so they basically kind of created it by the seat of their pants and um, I went through in 91. So that was seven years later. It had changed quite a bit by then. Um, and just before I did it in 1990, I had this like spiritual awakening. Um, my brother became a hypnotherapist 
and I was going through some issues and he did this process on me. And I, I actually think he left me in a trance state when, mm. when he got done working with me. But I, for two weeks, I call it my cosmic two weeks. I was just in this altered state and everything was different. And I just loved everybody. And any question I had in my mind, an answer would start coming in. And I was hypnotizing people just talking to him. Um, about what was going on for me. And so that opened me up to this whole nother dimension that I had no idea it existed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was an engineer. Mankind Project. What's that? Yeah. That's how you discovered, after that, you discovered Mankind Project. Yeah, so after I had that experience, I started doing workshops trying to figure out what that was and how I could help other people get there. And so I, I, t- I wanted to take hypnotherapy in every workshop that I could. And at one of the workshops, this guy said, yeah, this is good, but it's nothing like the Mankind Project. And so he told me about the Mankind Project. Wow. And so then I did, I got uh, initiated in May of 91. And I, I loved it. It was, um, I said, this is what I want to do. Um, this is going to be like my vehicle of service. And so, so I just jumped in with both feet. I mean, I, I kept my job and, and all that, um, but that didn't require a lot of, um, time you know beyond the normal work hours and so and i just a lot of it for free in the, in the beginning i know you know training staffing and and then you become facilitator so it's a lot of a time you kind of volunteer right a lot of your time oh yeah it's, yeah mostly volunteer and then yeah about three years later i, I got certified as a co-leader and then a leader mm-hmm. and then they they do pay you for the weekends and stuff yeah and this is actually a huge big achievement everyone who's listening to us to become a leader and co-leader because you do have some sort of voting, you know, people choose to, you know, men in, or in the organization evaluate, you choose you. It's not an easy job to become a leader, a co-leader or, or facilitator. It's really, it's a huge, big responsibility. So you've done this for a number of years. How many years you did with Mankind Project as a leader, co-leader? So, um, I was real active in it from 91 till I would say 2000, maybe 2002. And in, at, in 2000, um, I started doing the prison work in Folsom. That is so interesting. So about 12 years you did with Mankind, working with men regularly. I don't know, like every, every few months, every other, what, two months, three months? Oh, I did at least a training every month. Yeah. Every month. Training. Yeah. Wow. So there's just so many, so many hours in, of experience. Before we get to the working with convicts, which is really interesting to me, tell me when you work with men, what are some of the common issues that have come up and do they vary over the years? Did they vary? Uh, it, it's, it's interesting. Um, for most men that were in Mankind Project, they considered it men's work. And for some reason, I never really thought of it as men's work. I thought of it as like the work. And to me, I was more interested in not the surface men's issues. They didn't um, interest me that much. I was more interested in recreating that spiritual experience I had in 1990, which was below the surface of all those kind of issues. So I was more interested in, in, you know, who are you? What's your purpose in this life? What makes you who you are? You know, what's the meaning of this life? Things like that, more deeper Mm -hmm. issues. What's blocking you from being the person you want to be? And to me, those issues applied to women as well as men and as even teenagers. Um, so, um, but a lot of guys do consider it men's work and they look at it that way. 
and they do a lot of different things, which, which I really enjoyed. I mean, we do, you know, the joke is you, you pound drums and you dance naked in, in the woods or something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And those, there were those kind of elements and I loved it. Um, and what was interesting for me is all of those elements and rituals and practices that we did in Mankind Project, we thought that was the work, that was, you know, how to do this. When we went to Folsom, they weren't buying any of that stuff. They only wanted to sit in circle and do the work. And so they basically taught us what the core of the work was, the men in Folsom. And they were very clear about it. What know? is Folsom? What is that? So, so Folsom Prison. When we when we took Folsom the work. Prison. The prison. Yeah, yeah. 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 They were very clear on what they were willing to do and what they wanted to do and what was just crap to them. You know. You'd say that the, the, the type of work that men were doing in those organizations, I agree, there probably are very similar to the, the things that women are dealing with, whether it's, you know, shame, guilt, being not being enough, not having enough worth, right? Yeah. Things like that. Who am I? And things, things like that. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting. <clears throat> and... Um, about did you, ever do, did you ever do the her weekend the, the, have you heard no, of that no, i haven't i want to as soon as my uh nine month old grows up a little bit i want to do her weekend i actually very much do one because it's actually men and women and to me yeah. it's, it's fascinating and interesting to see how how they conduct the work yeah and, and i got to learn a little bit about you know the difference between men and women from that training um what they did is they had it was just for women the training but the staff was half female half male um and so I got to be, you know, the, on the male staff. And so they had elements that were very similar to our men's weekends. You know, there weren't much difference there mm -hmm. uh, when we did like the carpet work and the intense physical work. Um, and then they had like maybe five different processes that the men would just stand back and, and we got to witness some of them. Some of them we weren't even allowed. But the ones we got to witness, I just cherished it. It was like I got to see women being women together and basically they were very girly it, and it was really cute i mean it was adorable together they were able to express and be in a way that i don't think they're often they're, that they feel comfortable being like in front of men and so mm -hmm. it was almost like being a witness to somebody something i'm not supposed to see um but it, there was a real difference in it when the women were together yeah. there was a real different energy to it yeah. There's definitely, I think there is, there is definitely a benefit in having, you know, just men with men, women with women, and then those that are co-ed, co co, co the co-ed? Yeah, they call it co-gender now. So co-gender, co okay, co-gender. Yeah, I think there's definitely benefit in it. And now I want, again, okay, we'll talk about the, the prison work in a sh little bit, but I just want to kind of segue into the masculine and feminine then now that we're here on this topic and that's really interesting because you know today there i don't know if you've heard of spiral dynamics it's an incredible developmental model but ken ken wilburn took it to the integral theory you've heard of it right yeah i, I was i was one of the first ones to discover that because it was right up what i was looking for and i i uh i, I discovered it like in 97 98 somewhere around there and I was so crazy about it. I, you know, I brought Me it to too. all the MKT guys. Yeah. yeah. Really? You, you just loved it? 
It's like, you know, it's life before and after. Literally, when I discovered it, I was like, oh my God, I want to talk about it. There are people I can talk about it, people I cannot talk about it. You're either into it or you're not into it. And to me, it was like a light bulb went up. I understood my 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 development. I understood Russia and America, where I came from, why I was doing things in a certain way. And also gave me, in a sense, a bit of a roadmap. It gives, yeah. gives me this understanding of what's happening in the world. And I bring this up because it does look like many of us moving into that green level, right? Where we understand the idea that something that you've been talking about in the last uh, half hour that, you know, the issues are the same, you know, the gender is gender. Yes. A man and woman, but there's a lot of similarities right there. Right. And, and what is that? Like when I, when I'm talking to you right now, I feel that what you have, and I really admire this about you is that you you're balanced with feminine feminine and masculine and this is i think is a very good you know mature evolved man it's it's very pleasant to talk to a man like that you know when there's this kind of in a sense genderlessness but at the same time two genders kind of swimming together they're nicely it's not just one or the other you know because when it's just one let's say it's just the masculine and it's just there's no feminine then I find when I relate to something like that, I can get on guard. You know, I, I get on guard a little bit as a, as a woman because then I feel like I need to be masculine so that I can either d- dominate the, his masculine or like try to get around the masculine. You know, it's like, but then I say, you, you don't need to dominate that masculine, you know? But then how do I work with the him? Because he's like trying to dismiss me or like show off or like, you know, bulldoze me or something. This is right. an example, right? Right. So- does this make sense to you? Oh, absolutely. And and one of the things I think helps me work with women in, in maybe a better way than um, some other men is because I'm gay, I'm not, I don't have all the either chemical or sexual things going on that a lot of men do. And so they might just fall into the games that you're talking about, you know, domination and who's doing what. Um, so being free of that, it allows me to just be with the woman with, you know, where she is and who she is. And I, I think that's helpful. Um, and Maybe you all men should become gay then. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there is this advantage in doing this kind of work. And, you know, the it, it took me a while to appreciate being gay. And one of the elements of that was reading about Native Americans. And they saw, you know, they're, they called them the third gender or something. But they saw gay men um, and women, I guess, um, as the bridge between the straight men and women, that it was um, really good to have them around because they could um, uh, be a bridge. This is very interesting. And this is that new thing where, you you know, you have to use gender pronouns, him, her, and all, all that stuff, right? This is a new thing that a lot of conservatives are kind of misunderstanding and saying it's all nonsense. But yeah. I do see the then I see it from their perspective. Who whoever's you know pushing this new um, ideas, right? The the binary, non-binary, and so on and so forth. It, it's not as scary and straightforward as it may appear at the beginning. Because to me, in the beginning, I was like, that's kind of like strange. I'm trying to understand. Like, do I now have to put my pronouns? I actually don't have to. I mean, no, I, I I can, but I don't have to. And I was thinking about it yesterday. How, you know, I. I do identify myself as a woman, but only because of my physical attributes, 
Okay. That's, that's, that's what it is for me. Deep inside, I actually feel almost at times genderless. I know that I have masculine and I appreciate it and I like it in me. And I, I know my feminine very well. I know it's so soft. It's so powerful in their own way. It's like, it's really like, it's listening, it's caring, it's empathetic, it's connecting, it's paying attention. It's being very super present, generous and, and open, you know? Yeah. So and to me, you just described the qualities of, good, of a good facilitator. You know? mm-hmm. and, and so, yeah, yeah. Um, oh. You could say that has a feminine characteristic, definitely. Exactly. And, and the masculine is very confident, very straightforward, focused, unafraid. You can say visioning, pushing forward. Yes. So it is. And then it's an amalgamation of those things, you know. So that, that if you think about that in, from that new tier of thinking, it's almost like genderless feeling within yourself, you know. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. very it's very strange, but it's I can see where the humanity is going with it. Yeah. So, I, I actually, you know, because you brought up the men and women thing, um, I, I I was just in a Zoom meeting and there were like um, 20, 25 people on it, and uh, it was an elder meeting, and it was um, I would say about half and half men and women, and we all checked in with what we're doing, you know how we're dealing with, you know, being older and what we want to do with the rest of our lives and how are we, you know, doing facing death, you know, and things. And each person checked in and there was, I saw this distinct difference between the men and the women. Hmm. Most of the men had still were sort of goal oriented. They wanted to do some project in their old age. And, you know, they had some goal kind of thing. They wanted to do something. Mm-hmm. And the women just wanted to be, they just wanted to feel love and be in a peaceful place and be a grandma. And it was actually beautiful. And it was very distinct between the men and the women. I mean, that's one of the most obvious differences that I've seen, you know, and, and again, it may have been because the women were comfortable with who they were. They were like people that have done a lot of work and they were very comfortable with what, who they were and what they do and what they want to do. They weren't trying to put on a show. And so I think they were being real authentic in just wanting to be, you know, a good grandma. That's all they wanted. You know, that was good enough. Where isn't for that, the men, it was different. Isn't that an amazing, great quality? And, and you know, people make jokes and laugh at, let's say, Kim Kardashian. I look at her and I, I think she's very lucky, but I also feel like she's so comfortable. She's doing what she's doing and she's very, very comfortable. But, you know? It's, it's really interesting how she's just doing what she's doing. She's very comfortable. She's at ease. She's a lot of, in her feminine energy. I'm sure she has a lot of people helping her. But I, I kind of thought a little bit about her, how she's in that zone of comfort. Yeah. So, so you don't see her as um, like this empty, just famous person that has no substance. You're not, you know, uh, that's. From the distance, that's just the impression I have of that whole family. I don't know much about it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting to, that you're seeing those kind of qualities that you like. It's, it's- yeah. And from a distance, we can see it, but also the family itself, because I feel like she's probably in the forefront. She's the one who made it 
all, all happened. It, it's possible people say it would not have happened if she wasn't there. They're more like riding, riding on the coattails in a yeah. sense, you know, making it all happen. But yeah, she's, she's got, I feel like she has this sort of like a bit of a goddess within herself, like this energy. And there are times I was like, ah, they're just like, ah. I'm like, you know what? I'm happy. Really, really. They're doing what they're doing. Good for them. There's some things yeah. we can learn from them, um, from her. So what do you think is the main issue between feminine and masculine? Why is there conflict sometimes between feminine and masculine? Um, boy, um, it's, it's not something that I think about a lot. I think, um, well, number one, I think they grow up, they've grown up into a culture that treats them differently, has different expectations, and um, they're not allowed or given permission um, at an early age or maybe any age um, to be smart, to be um, uh, assertive. Uh, I, I had one experience on the paradigm wizard training. That's that's more like theory stuff and like worldview and you know, what's your worldview and um, what are your core beliefs? And then how do you act on that stuff? And so I, I sent out a questionnaire beforehand and I asked a number of questions, like what's your worldview and, and those kind of things. And I got the responses and it just, I was stunned. I would say the six most intelligent, comprehensive, um, substantial responses were all from women. And they were all women that my experience of them in the trainings and that where they were quiet, they always deferred, you mm -hmm. know, to others and to the men. And I never had a feeling for what kind of um, deeper talents or intellect they had. I, I had no clues to that. And yet on these, these write-ups, there was so much wisdom and grace and um, self-awareness in what they wrote versus what the men's wrote, men wrote, which were much more superficial. Um, so that was that that really hit me that somehow this kind of wisdom and talent um, is so suppressed suppressed oh. by our culture. Wow. So you feel like they're afraid of the masculine? I don't know if it's afraid, but they've learned to defer to it. Uh, for whatever reason, whether that's yeah. safety or simply because men can't handle it, um, I don't know. But there was this huge difference. Wow, um, that's really important. They've learned to defer to it. Yeah. And, yeah. and again, I, I can't say that's absolutely the reason, but that would be my, you know, one of my guesses on it. No, it, it is true. I mean, it can be that... You, of course, now times are different. Women are speaking up, they're open and they're, they're successful. Um, but I can see how there's been a, some sort of conditioning where as a woman, if you're too bright, you can be seen by a man. They can, you know, then you would have to, you, you would not want to be too attractive because it, it takes time. You know, if you're, if you're attractive, it takes time to disattract someone because you need to focus on other things, you know? So it, it takes time. Men, 
can see see you and get attracted to to a woman, right? In a sense, or maybe on the other hand, if you are too bright, then it can be overwhelming. Maybe there's there needs to be some sort of permission that we all can can be bright in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean I mean, ask you that same question. Why, why do you think that is? I mean, in your life, I mean, you're smart, you're beautiful, and you you obviously have some, you know, um, desire to be independent and have your own job and everything, and that's what you want. Mm-hmm. And I mean, have you experienced times where you had to dampen that and, you know, maybe in a way keep it in the closet? you know, so that it doesn't um, push people away from you or men away from you or anything. Is that, how has your experience been? Well, I have to say, Bill, I'm very lucky that my husband has done work with Mankind Project, that he's done that kind of work and he is open to this new ideas. He's open to having a partner, a wife who's successful, who's, you know, strong, strong, successful, who can be bringing money, you know, and, 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 um, and, and he's, he's also good at what he does. He, he brings the money and, but he's okay with the, with the fact that we can both be parents. Like I'm so lucky that he spends time with children. Mm-hmm. I'm so lucky that he enjoys being with the kids. It's a little bit harder for him to spend more than two hours. I can do it obviously easier and a lot more. And, and we, we would discuss that, that there are differences in how he handles it and how I handle it. But he does. He goes yeah. out with the, with the kids. He spends time. He cooks breakfast. He does the kind of things that are normally are not considered maybe manly things um, in, 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 in our culture, you know? Yeah. yeah. And at the same time, he goes out and he brings the, the bread. So he, he goes out and he works and, and all that. And yeah. I do too. You know, we yeah. both we both do it and we 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 will play, we inter-exchange, we'll play. So in that sense, I think maybe in the beginning it was a bit difficult to find that balance on that ground because he actually had to accept the fact that I am extremely ambitious, extremely driven, and I wanted to be a mother and at the same time I wanted to be that woman who's building things you know i'm a builder so he knows that he he, because if i don't do it i become mean i I could become angry i can be upset and or sad it's it's just i want to be me you know important he knows that that's neat and to me my impression of your husband my memory i mean he's this good looking big guy and he has enough self-confidence that he can let he can live with you being you I, I, there may be a lot of other men that aren't as self-confident and aren't as, you know, financially successful that would, would see that more of a threat than maybe your husband would. Um, so yeah, that might yeah be. exactly. And that's, that takes work, I think, to, to be able to build that kind of trust and confidence. And at the same time, I want him to also be uh, manly and, and masculine. I want him to, to have that as well. You know, because we're really we're constantly learning from each from each other. You know, the, the book that I I'm reading right now, the um, King Warrior Lover Magician, is a really good book that talks about these things. And I think mankind was sort of built on that um, foundation in a sense, right? Yeah, that that was like one of the books 
a lot of things were based on and every it was probably one of the first books they would read you know the men that would join mkp would read that book yeah so so tell me about um the the opp it, it started now it's a coaching program it's a mentorship program right Men- mentorship in a sense what it, what's the goal is it to help people find themselves to help people overcome something what's the uh, actual goal um well the the initial goal was because of covid we we canceled all the trainings and 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 for some and that almost became personal for me because we were having a training in boston and different places where i had a lot of friends and they were interested in the technology and next step you know they experienced it in the prison trainings and things that i was i was with them at and I personally felt bad that I wanted to share this technology with them. And so I tried to figure out a way, how do I share the next step technology with these people during COVID when we can't have the trainings? And I did have one experience once in this one program where there was a daily phone call for 30 minutes with a mentor. And he basically followed the same process every day. You know, he'd say, what's going on? And there'd be, he'd, talk about whatever issue was up for that day. And then he'd use this one process to take, um, take me through it. And I liked it. It was real, it was like a grounding half hour every day. And it prepared me for what was coming up. It, it, uh, it made it all conscious. And um, so I really liked it. And I even at that time, I thought, wow, this could be so powerful if that process actually evolved and used more of like next step technology and gotten into more deeper healing work. And so that was my first thought to, to create some kind of daily program where one person would take the other person through it. And mm-hmm. uh, I was thinking 28 days and voice in my head said 40, you know, do 40. And that, I felt like it was sort of spiritually guided to some point. Mm-hmm. And um, so essentially what I did is I just took all the things that we teach in next step, put them in bite-sized chunks and just put them in a sequence of almost like duplicating the training only it was just a little bit at a time. So every person could, and what we found was people could integrate it more then they could use it during the other days. And people were learning the skills, people were experiencing deeper healing and they were getting much clearer, you know, um, interaction with their parts. you know, it wasn't just one or two visualizations like we do on the next step training. It's like every day you meet a new part and you get to talk to it, you get to work with it, you know, and then another day you meet another one and you get to really get to know it. And then if that part needs healing, you take the part through a process and it's beautiful. And then all your parts get together and we slowly build their inner world. And so everybody gets this inner world with all these parts that they thought hated them. Mm. And, you know, weren't working together. And so everybody is, it's like your, I think your title says that we're being transformed from the inside out. Mm-hmm. And the results, even for guy, people that have been doing Next Step for years, they couldn't believe the difference in doing it in this way. What does OPP stand for? So it's called Omega Point Program. Omega so, Point Program, okay. And Omega Point have you heard that term at all before? No. Okay. So you've probably heard the quote, um, we, are, we aren't 
human beings having a spiritual experience where spiritual beings having a human experience. So the guy that um, the source of that quote is Teilhard de Chardin. And um, not many people know about him, but he was my mom's favorite author. I grew up hearing about Teilhard, Teilhard, Teilhard. And when I finally did read him, because he's very complicated to read. Um, I, first of all, I couldn't believe how smart my mom must have been because he's impossible to read. And if she understood that, I mean, I only understood it because I've been doing this work for 15 years and it was right in line with what I was doing. Um, but he came up with this uh, idea of Omega point where ultimately we as human beings, psychologically, we're, we're um, there's a divergence, we're separating and, and differentiating, mm -hmm. but we're all gonna come together again. And he called that when we come together psychically, that's sort of like an omega point. That's what he called it. Mm. Um, and so to me, this program was a way to, and especially when COVID started and, and the political situation in this country, it felt like we were at the height of division. You know, we, I don't think we could have two more separate, you know, um, aspects to our culture right now. And so I just had this feeling that if everybody did this program and got to love each other underneath the surface and love themselves, that we can start coming together again. And so that's why I call it Omega Point. I like that. I like it. It's, it's really interesting where you actually get to know your parts, right? So that yeah. there's a part work, you get to know your parts. And so finally, you give voice to some of those parts. Oh, um, and, and the other parts can heal each other or some one specific part that has been neglected and not heard or feeling ashamed or, or, or anything like that. And instead of fighting at a table, like families, sometimes families fight, right? You know, aunt, you know, uncle, cousin, like there's a lot of fighting going on. And this is like a family, right? And you just see, start seeing each other. You integrate yourself into this omega point, as you say, right? Where there's this integration that is happening. So it looks like this project is almost um, connecting you back to your mom in a way, you know? Oh, very like, much, yeah. It's, yeah. It's sort of like a tribute to her. Yeah. And I, I think there's one of the advanced processes we do in Paradigm Wizard where we create a council in our minds. Sort of like, you know, we did the inner circle on Next Step where we have a, a circle of our parts. So on Paradigm Wizard, we created a circle of people that have passed away um, that were masters, you know? so. And you can bring them back and, and have them as advisors, uh, like master advisors to your life and my life. And so I had like Buckminster Fuller there and, and you know, uh, I had Tehar Deschardin there and, I had, and my mom was there. And so I've had more conversations, I think, with my mom through that counsel and that experience than I ever did in, you know, Real life. When, when we lived together. I mean, I was the eighth out of 10 kids. She worked her, you know, her butt off. She always was working. So I never really had a, a, any kind of adult relationship with her. She died when I was 19. And so, so I never really felt like I got to know her. Um, and it, it's been really wonderful. Um, and it's, it's, while it is so creative and it all happens in the imagination, but like we know Einstein said, imagination is more powerful than knowledge. It's maybe all possible that these archetypes, these energies are coming in and they're all real out there in a different space. You just open yourself up to experiment with it. And while you experiment, at the end of it, 
you receive healing and resolution and peace, right? That's the okay. result. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's incredible. When we, when we did that on the training, everybody couldn't believe the wisdom that was coming through. It was at a level they've never come up with on their own. Uh, and, it was, and it seemed totally um, appropriate to come, be coming from that person. Um, you know, it was consistent with who we thought they were and you know, what, what kind of wisdom that they showed when they were alive. Um, yeah. OPP is a way to truly get, you not, get to know yourself at a deeper level. Yeah. yeah, and find 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 incredible yeah. wisdom within yourself. Sometimes we don't believe we have it. Sometimes we don't allow it ourselves. And certain tools and processes can actually help you discover that. And this is the kind of work that you're doing because you've done it for so long, leading from you know Mankind Project, um, Next Step, and now it's OPP where you brought all these things together. And now it's possible to do it online. You don't have to go anywhere. It can be done so much easier. That's that's really great. Is Paradigm Wizard part of it or is it different? Um, Paradigm Wizard is, is more my theory stuff um, about how the universe works. And um, the basic OPP was, is phase one and phase two. That's what we started with. They're each 20 days, so it's 40 days. And then because there were some people that were new to facilitation, it seemed like a little, they, were, um, they weren't confident in passing on the OPP to other people. They just didn't feel confident as a facilitator. So I created a 20-day phase zero, which is more basic facilitation that doesn't do as much parts work. So it's not as deep or unpredictable. So, so we got phase zero, and then we did phase three, which is more the mystic warrior, um, you know, works with more spirit releasement and things. And then we do phase four and five, which is paradigm wizard, more of the theory stuff and applying it to this work. Um, and I'm in the middle of writing all that and finishing up. So. And is this going to be all online forever? Or do you feel like there's going to be a face-to-face version of it? Um, we're working on that right now. So the OPP as it is, you know, I hope to have it online. I mean, we've, we've developed two um, websites. Um, and just in the last couple of weeks, we've finished them to a point where we feel, okay, now they're functional and people can use them and they can carry on. So um, as far as being online up through phase three, that's all complete. And I mean, it's all free for phase zero, one and two, it's all free. And then when you go to phase three, it's 10 bucks, you know, it's just, it's because we want to just pay for the website guy. Um, and we hope to go all the way through phase eight. And I, I'm thinking, you know, that's where we start going cosmic and we, we really find out what true human potential can be like. Um, the program itself, you, it's not free, the program. You, ha- you have to the, pay for it. No, the program um, phase zero, one, and two, which is 60 days total, is totally free. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What, what do you pay for? Do you pay for anything? Not through the first 60 days. All, all you need to do is pair up with somebody. Oh. And then the two of you um, take each other through it, or one can take one can take another person. It depends on their level of experience. And um, the way we started was all the people that were involved in staff and leadership and next step, they each took on a mentee. So it was mentor to mentee. And they took that person through 40 days. And then that person, when they finished the 40 days, they would take 
one or two people through it. What do and you it was, get out of it? What do you get out of it? Um, so uh, I can answer that in two ways. One, personally, when I did it, you know, I, I took about four mentees through it before I experienced it myself. And for me, it was like a spiritual awakening 2.0 because I had done most of this work and I wrote the damn protocols. Yet when I experienced it, it took everything I had done before to another, like another level, another octave. And I was meeting parts that were so connected to spirit and the wisdom that was coming through them. It just blew my mind. Um, mm -hmm. I, and the only word I could come up with, it was like enchanting. I, I, I was really in this enchanting world, but almost a fantasy world. Um, where I was connecting with these parts of myself, but they feel, felt like these wise masters and loving. I, I just, I've never felt so loved. Um, that's, that's incredible. Um, for the audience who's listening, they, they might be curious on, you're describing such an incredible program and it's completely free. You, you wanna, you know, when you participate in something, like when I go to your workshops, I obviously will pay for it how how can it completely free you said it, you do have to pay later on at the different phases right well for the the advanced phases if somebody wants to continue with it um we put together a separate website to um do two things one is develop a community of all the people that have done the opp mm -hmm. because it's almost like they've been initiated into something basically initiated into inner world awareness um, and so we wanted to create a community. And so okay. the other website, which is called OPA, it's uh, Omega Point Academy rather than Omega Point. Oh, um, and so that was meant to create community and provide other resources and some advanced programs. So that's doing all that. Oh, and, I see. Okay. And so. Right, right, I'm, right. I, I mean, I would, I mean, my goal is to have, <laughs> I'd love everybody in the world to do the OPP. I think if everybody did it, it would change our world um, immensely. Uh, the feedback mostly, I mean, it varies, but the thing at the core of it is people find that they can love themselves. They're not so hard on themselves and they have compassion for everybody because they, once they realize that a lot of their stuff that they've done that they're not proud of, is coming from parts and this conflict between parts and that they're almost like a victim of those parts acting out yeah. in different ways. Totally, yeah. Yeah, and so, and then with these, the tools in OPP, they learn to work with those parts and the parts come around and, and all of a sudden they're loving and functional and they're working together. And so people, when they see other people that maybe they had conflicts with in the past, they see them as, wow, they've got all these parts and they've got all this stuff going on and they have a lot of compassion for them because they're dealing with this um, chaos in their inner world and yet they haven't had the tools yet to do anything about it. You That's know? great. We're going to put all those links for, for your uh, websites and workshops and five more minutes. Do you have five more minutes? Oh, yeah, yeah. Tell me, I want to talk a little bit about the prison work. What, how did you get called to do prison work? And what was the, the gist of that prison work that you were doing with men? Um, so there were 
three or four guys that were working in Folsom in one capacity or another. One guy was doing a, a poetry writing class and the men in Folsom wanted more. They wanted to go deeper. So he knew about MKP and he talked to a couple MKP um, guys and they decided to, to just have a weekly circle where they would have the guys um, from the different races and stuff mostly come together and talk. And so it started out as one of the convicts was the lead guy in it. He wanted to create this. He was like the, the convict leader in the whole prison, like the most respected guy. So mm -hmm. he, they had just had a huge um, riot and guys died. And he said, I'm not doing this anymore. We're going to start talking to each other. So he wanted the races to come together. And so he, they took the, the leader of each race um, and they started weekly circles. And then after a while, they wanted to go deeper. And so they decided to do these trainings where um, these lead guys would bring in some other lead guys and we would come in as a group of 40 guys and work with them. And so that's how it started in 2000. I was invited in because one of those three guys I had, I knew well, I had been in I group with him in San Diego and um, he knew I had been, you know, had done a lot of training and facilitation and stuff. And he wanted, he was trying to pick, you know, some of the better facilitators in the country. And so um, I got invited and I was hooked. I mean, I got to spend four days with the toughest guys in the world, bearing their inner selves. And uh, it was unbelievable. Really? Yeah. Why was it? Why was it unbelievable? Have you, have you seen the movie The Work? No, you. That's that's where you part of that movie, right? Yes. I, so, I have. Where can I get it? Okay, so it's on Amazon streaming. Okay. And it's called The Work. I will look. And I mean, any of your listeners, um, I I would watch that as soon as you can. It's the best. It's. We're gonna incredible. put a link to that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just go to Amazon streaming if you have that, and then just um, search for the work. It's a documentary, it's a 90 minute documentary. It won best movie or best documentary at one of the film festivals, the Southwest Film Festival, which is a big one. Congratulations. Um, yeah, it was, I mean, it's really well done. And like when my daughter watched it, I said, did you cry? And she says, let's see, I think there was five minutes when I didn't cry, you know, it's, wow. it's, it's real intense. You have a daughter and you have grandkids, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember you were talking about your grandchild back then. Yeah. He was talking about something in his knee. It was like, and you yeah. start like, saying, what, is, what part is it? And he, and he started talking about the little part. Yeah, I, I love using these skills on him. It's, it's yeah. so much fun, you know, whether it's active listening or different things. It's really cool. Yeah. I wish I could continue talking to you, but our time is up. And maybe we'll talk again sometime this year about the work that you're doing and discuss any other questions thank you thank you thank you for your amazing time i really appreciate and i enjoyed connecting with you today yeah i really enjoyed it too thank you thank you for having me and um yeah if you have any questions just email me and yeah if you can share the links with your you know audience and stuff that'd be great so um, i sure will let me stop the recording and i want to say goodbye to you once again thank okay. you very much everybody for watching we'll see you soon